Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Captain Hunter's Podcast, a podcast that is dedicated towards bridging the divide between the police and the communities that, that they serve. You know how we do over here. We're trying to help the community as well. Although I'm going to focus more on law enforcement going forward, uh, this is one of the last episodes I'm going to do about the community because I think people want to hear about law enforcement and how we fix that. So uh, without further ado, listen, we're going to talk about the mistakes that we have made as fathers. Fathers, Father's Day. What are the mistakes that we have made? I know we want to celebrate fathers. We want to look to the to the um, to the examples that other good fathers have made along the way, and those should be celebrated. There's no doubt about that. We should look to and emulate people who have done things and were absolutely positive male role models within their communities. No doubt about that. But what about those of us who have been trying to go along and have made mistakes along the way? How we talk to our kids? How we miss some baseball games, some softball games? How we were not as encouraging? Maybe we didn't present the best image of a father and of a loving husband uh, to our spouses. Uh, so we're going to address all that today. We're going to talk about the mistakes that we have made with my my guests for today are Dr. Uh, T.C. Brantley and Henry Bienemy. That's how he pronounces his name anyway. <laughs> so uh, I really appreciate these two brothers uh, taking time out their busy schedule and being so open and transparent to talk about the mistakes that they have made as fathers. I really appreciate it. So uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump right into the episode. Please make sure that you rate, subscribe, and share these episodes. Rate these episodes, subscribe to these episodes, and share them no matter what platform you're listening to them on. Spreaker, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Google, uh, Spotify, um, uh, Apple, wherever you're listening to these podcasts at, please make sure that you hit that thumbs up, that star button, uh, and whatever. So I really, really appreciate it if you do. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Here's the episode. Here are us men talking about the mistakes that we made as fathers. All right. So I want to thank my special guests here, Dr. Timothy Brantley and Mr. Henry Bien. I'm a, I'm, how do I see your name, brother? <laughs> Bien. Bien. Enemy, okay. like the like the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, Eric Bienemy, pronounced it the same way. Okay, Bienemy. Okay. Uh, does anybody? You guys remember him? You remember him when he played for Colorado? When he played for Colorado, he played. He was the running back for Colorado. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I love that brother. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And then he gets. Did he go to NFL or went straight to Canadian League? Uh, I can't. No, remember. he was in the NFL. He played for the Chargers for a little bit. Mm. Yeah, he played so for the Chargers he... for a little bit. Uh, and then I, from the last time I remember, he went into coaching. Um, he's the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. He actually was in this coaching carousel this time around. Unfortunately, he didn't get a coaching job, although I believe he should have. But um, being the offensive coordinator for the defending Super Bowl champions isn't a bad gig. Well, listen, we got to get these brothers some chances, but but we'll talk about that another time here. So I want to thank thank you guys for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a chance to talk about yourselves. We'll start with you, Mr. Bienemy. Go ahead. Uh, what's going on, everyone? Uh, God bless you. Thanks for having me on. My name is Henry Bienemy. Uh, I am a father of three. I have, a, I have a older son. My oldest son is in Kentucky serving our country, PFC, Davon Melendez. God bless him. Uh, I have a, my youngest son is uh, Amani Bianame. He's a seventh grader at uh, Wallace Middle School under the uh, Academic Academy here in Waterbury. And I also have a daughter who is starting on her journey. She is currently uh, working for Coney Island Hospital, graduate 
of Crosby High School here in Waterbury. Um, I am uh, a producer for iHeartRadio uh, for the Connecticut cluster. I've produced shows such as uh, the Vinnie Penn Project, which is a political talk show, as well as the Rob Dibble Show on the ESPN affiliate in Hartford, 979 ESPN in Hartford, as well as uh, coaching, uh, as well as high school sports. I am the field producer as well as the live stream producer for, for the high school sports on the New Haven ESPN affiliate, ESPN Radio 1300. Uh, I also am a podcast producer. I am a videographer. Uh, I am a husband. Uh, as I stated before, I am a father. I am also a minister under our other guest, uh, Dr. T. Charles Brantley, who is the pastor of Restoration Springs and Denomination Church. I was ordained by him, and uh, I am currently the media minister at our church, as well as our churches, uh, our churches of video producers. Very good. And and occasionally, when between doing all that, you somehow find time to sleep. So I appreciate that. So some somewhere uh, in some somewhere in <laughs> Dr. T. Charles Brantley, my friend, my brother, how you doing? Uh, frustrated with the audio video of my iPad, but I'm doing fine, sir. Thank you very much. All right. So uh, even though you've been on the show before, if you would just give a brief synopsis as to who you are and what you do and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, just a regular guy trying to help people, and uh, <laughs> you know, and that's that's it, brother. That's all I am, man. I'm just a regular right. brother. I'm I'm in a, I'm in the stage of so many great people, man. I'm a, I'm just a little guy, total poor guy. That's all I am, guys. That's all I all am. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I don't want to. I don't want to argue with you right now. Man. Thank so. you very much, sir. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, um, I want to have you some good brothers on to talk about uh, the uh, some of the uh, Father's Day, and uh, we celebrate Father's Day a, a lot of times. But unfortunately, I see many fathers. And I'm sure that we've all seen many fathers throughout the years make some really, really bad mistakes. And uh, I want to talk about those mistakes that we have made. Now, you two, I know you two brothers uh, have made, um, uh, have, has, have some children, um, and, um, has done, obviously have done some things, right? Your son is going to, uh, well, one of your ch children is going to Wallace in some type of academic program. One is graduated from Crosby, uh, and the other one is serving the country. So obviously they're, they're all seen uh, on the right road, uh, productive citizens. So you've done some, some good things, Mr. Bienname. T. Charles has got a couple of grown kids there, uh, who are doing their thing, uh, uh, uh your son has graduated from college, correct? Uh, my son graduated uh, from uh, computer science from Wentworth Institute of Technology. Mm -hmm. uh, and my daughter graduated from my alma mater, Florida University in Tallahassee, and she graduated with a public relations degree. So both uh, second generation college graduates. So I'm very, uh, very proud of them. Yes. And that's something to be proud of. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, as so, there are also talented musicians at our church as well. Very good. So. I did not know that. And so they're on their way and just doing some great things. And, and I think that that's good. So even though we've done some things right with our children, obviously there's some mistakes that we've made. And and I want to talk to, to, to people to let them know it, it's okay to make mistakes, but it's but you know we got to pick ourselves up just like everyone else and try to get on this right road right uh, going forward. So I want to talk about, I'll talk about myself, put myself out there. I don't want to talk about mistakes other people have made and not talk about the ones that I made. So, so um, I have, uh, um, I have, when I first got married, the first time I, I you know, had a stepson um, and unfortunately, uh, you know, that marriage didn't work out and that my relationship with the stepson um, dwindled out. And that's something that I truly, truly regret to this day. Uh, he's now 
29 or 30 years old. Um, he has his own children now. Uh, and so I see him along a path that I wish that he would be a better father <laughs> towards his uh, children. And not that he's a bad parent or anything like that, I, you know, but I, I just wish that he would do things a little bit differently. Um, so I, I kind of attribute it that to myself a little bit and, and make, if I would have done and stayed in his life a little bit more, even though he wasn't my own bi biological, I think that uh, things would have been different. With my own biological children, my, my son is also serving his uh, serving the country. He's uh, 23. God, I hope that, I hope that's right. <laughs> he's probably going to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's 23 or 24. I don't know. He's either 23 or 24. I'm not going to do the math right now. Uh, in his 20s, keep going. Is in his 20s, yeah. So he's over <laughs> in the Netherlands, he's over in the Netherlands serving his country. I'm sorry, Lawrence. I, I don't know. He's over in the Netherlands serving his country on the right road. My daughter just graduated with it from with her um associate's degree. I have another stepson from my second marriage, uh, who also graduated from college, uh, living down in Florida. Uh, very, very proud of all of, of all of them. Um, and so I, I as I mentioned, that was one of the mistakes that I think I wish I, I would have done. And the other one is um is uh, I can remember one time I was having a, uh, I was trying to teach my son a lesson about something. Um, and I was talking to him and that's in my own biological son. I was trying to teach, talking to him about something. And I was telling him something about what, what was happening in school. And I, and I said, you know, be, you know, people are doing this because that's what idiots do. Right. And so he took that as I was calling him an idiot. And I can see in his, I could see his start, eyes starting to tear up. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not calling you an idiot. I'm saying that this is things that, that people do who don't know any better and tried to fix it and all that. So that was one thing, the one big thing that I, that I really, really truly regret to this day is, is that he thought that I was calling him a name. And I, I, I can understand, you know, the, the pain and hurt that, that someone who is in a authority or a father figure or a fa father is doing that would hurt or deliberately hurt their own children, hurt their little psyches, hurt their little, uh, you know, they, growing up, I always heard that, uh, you know, sticks and stones can, you know, sticks and stones may break bones, but, right. but names will never hurt you. That That is so erroneous and wrong. Um, so um, that's one mistake that I, that I truly, really, really regret. And I wasn't, I truly wasn't calling my son a name, but he took it that way. And I can, uh, and I can certainly understand the hurt and pain that the other children would feel when and if they are called names by their child, you know, you're stupid, you're ugly, you know, you little, you little n-word this or whatever, you know, uh, and so that I, I really wish that that fathers would 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 not uh, engage in that type of of, of talk. Uh, Dr. Brantley, I'll give it to you, uh, sir. Uh, there are volumes uh, and volumes of mistakes I've made with my uh, grown children. Uh, I mean, the biggest uh, the biggest mistake I made with them is not understanding that they are grown now. Uh, when my kids reach their age of, uh, uh, of adulthood, uh, I would treat them as if they were still five, six years old, and I was terribly wrong. Uh, and so, you know, for me, it's been a, a, a journey, a restoration. Uh, you know, there were generational curses that I had with my father, uh, and I saw the things in my children, uh, and they got it directly from their father. Uh, they do have my last name, they do have my blood, and they do have my temperament. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I had to make some conscious decision. And uh, when I divorced, when the mother and I divorced, uh, believe it or not, that's when my kids and I got closer. Uh, because now they needed their father. 
you know, they, they, they needed me there. And so I had to really change my perspective on them. Uh, definitely being church too long was a big mistake I made. Uh, didn't never, never took a vacation with my kids while I was uh, uh, pastoring. Uh, so, you know, uh, my son went through a lot of racism uh, in Naugatuck, wasn't there for him when he needed me to be there for him. Uh, you know, my daughter went through her issues. So, I mean, there was a lot of, lot of mistakes that uh, I made. And I'm just glad uh, that my, uh, my, my son and my daughter still want me in their life. Uh, my daughter called me yesterday saying, Dad, I'm, I'm hooked you up to, to do a comedy tour. And I was almost about to break down and cry because I'm saying, hey, you know, I know what I did to you and how I wasn't there for you and how you're there for me. And, and she said, Dad, bygones are bygones. You're doing great things now. So I think for fathers in this Father's Day, uh, if anything, I want to tell fathers, it's never too late to be the father. Mm -hmm. uh, some of you, like me, made horrible mistakes uh, and you think you can never rebound for them. Uh, and I'm telling you, uh, your kids... Uh, want you to rebound. But for me, uh, with my children, I had to first say, I'm sorry. I had to say it multiple times to the point that my kids never want me to say it to them again because they know how sorry I was. And also my actions line up with my words as well. Mm. Very good. Very good. Brother Bianami. Are uh, you there, Brother Bienemy? Uh I think we lost him. I'm not the only one with technical difficulties. <laughs> Brother Bienemy, can, you, right, we can see? Yeah, yeah, it's it's your turn there. Yeah, I think we might have lost I'm him. You uh, look like Ray Charles. Good, <laughs> <laughs> you guys hear me? We got you now. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, so did you hear Brother Brantley? He he finished up. Are you able to hear us? Okay. I'm here. No, I'm good. I'm here. Can you see me? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, yes. Can you hear us? Okay. Is there a lag or delay or? Uh, there was a little bit of a delay. You guys were frozen for a little bit. I was like, okay. Uh, no, we, we you never froze on our end, so we got you. So it's we. Okay. Uh, brother, uh, uh, Bishop Brantley finished his. Uh, so it's your turn to just kind of. Talk about any mistakes that you may have made uh, being a father. Um, um, a lot of the things, that, and forgive the, uh, the background people here because we're setting up for a game tonight. Um, myself, I did, I did make some mistakes myself, just like, uh, just like you, Captain Hunter. Uh, I'm on my second marriage as well, and um, in my first marriage with my two older kids. Um, I really wasn't prepared as a husband and a father. I didn't really get a lot from my father except from what I watched him do. And so I just thought if I if I watched him, then that's what being a good father was all about. If I just watched him and if I just came home and if I worked hard and I brought the money home, then that would that's what a good father is. Because I didn't really have that interaction with him. And that interaction kind of, and that carried over to my to my two older kids. And so I thought just by being just by being physically present was enough. And so if I could tell my if if I could if I knew now what I know now, I would tell my younger self, hey, look, you need to do more. You need to be involved. And I went to the baseball, went to the recitals. I went to the baseball games, and I went to the recitals. 
but I was there for the big moments, but I wasn't there for, um, I wasn't there enough for the little moments. Now, I was there for their first steps when I was married to their mom. I was there for the first step. I was there for their first days of school when they were younger, but when they got older and after we got divorced, um, another mistake that I did that I should have, have done a better job of was down with them and letting them know, hey, look, this is what happened. This is the reason why mommy and daddy are not together, but it has nothing to do with you. I should have let them know that. I should have let them know this didn't have anything to do with you. And it manifested itself later on in, later on in their teenage years. I had a lot of struggles with both of them individually. I had my struggles with my son because he was looking to me because technically, technically he is my stepson, but I was there when he was born. When I was there when he was born, I was there when he came out of the hospital. I was there to put him in the to put him in the car seat on the way home. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm his father. And so um and I I, I I'm his father so far as so far as I'm concerned. And although we have a better relationship now, the teenage years for both of them were crucial years that I wasn't there enough of, even though we were in, we were in different states. And I did come down every other weekend. I should have known that that wasn't enough. I should have known that being just being present isn't enough. So what I say to the fathers is that the father being a father is not just a title. It's a response. Excuse me. It's a responsibility. And it's a huge responsibility because just like you have any other job title, where, for my example, my job title is producer, but my responsibilities are to make sure the air talent gets on time, to make sure that the, the commercials run on time, to make sure that the imaging is done properly, to make that the imaging loads into the system correctly. You need to apply that same concept to being a father. The title of father is one thing, but the responsibilities of father are many and few, and I didn't get that until later on. So, it, so my, if I had anything to say, is that father is not just a title, there are, there, it's a responsibility that I take more seriously now than ever. Well, I appreciate that, and I really do appreciate uh, you guys coming on and, and really opening up and, uh, and expressing yourselves. I asked a couple of other brothers, and they 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 thought that the show was a good idea, but they did not want to uh, kind of you know put their air their dirty laundry in the essence. I really appreciate you guys coming on and willing to do that. Oh, trust me, I could go on and on. I I could go, I could go on. I I could go on and on on the mistakes I've made. Yeah. So I wanted to, uh, you know, well, I wanted to, to to circle back to something that Bishop Brantley had said um, that. Um, you know, I, I I didn't have a father, um, and uh, you know, I didn't have a father. I, it was it was something that I never had. You know, it was something that was very very new to me. And so um, he talked about Bishop Brantley talked about you know never going on vacation, doing too much in the church, and all that all that type of stuff. And um, I can remember fighting with a dear friend of mine, arguing <laughs> with a dear friend of mine, uh, talk, telling me to do a lot more in the church. And I'm like, listen, I'm not going to do that because I want it to be something that I never had. And I wasn't going to I wasn't going to spend all my time in church uh, because I wanted to I wanted to be a father and do, as you mentioned, uh, do the little things. 
do the little things, be there for the small things. And so in my time in law enforcement, in my time in the church, uh, there's two things that, that there was two things. There was a, a lot of different things, but things that I connected were I understood by, by the things that I saw around me that an absent father was an absent father. That's a full stop period. It didn't matter if you were running around to church too much, doing something positive. I saw politicians who were doing too much, always every, every single banquet, every single function. I saw, I saw school teachers who weren't home at night. I saw firefighters who weren't home at night. I saw police officers who weren't home at night. I can remember going to bars and clubs at, at a Wednesday night or Tuesday or Wednesday night. You know, they close at one o'clock and seeing, and, and seeing people say, oh, you know, I guess I get home to the wife and kids. It's one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Why are you out here? And this is, this is my thought process, you know? So being absent, um, um, is not something that that is uh, it has detrimental effects. No matter if you're doing something positive, whether you're in a church, you know, trying to minister to everyone else's kids, as they say, preachers' kids are the worst kids. There's a reason that that's a, that that's a saying. Uh, whether you're in the bar uh, or or even working too much overtime, and no matter what job you had, and I saw cops who did it all the time, working too much. So, yeah, can you guys just talk about the the but, but the effects of being absent, doing too much? And other and other areas and venues. I'll give it to you, Bishop Brown. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, we can go to the text real quick where where David was so concerned about the people that he forgot about his first wife, uh, Michelle. Uh, if it wasn't for uh, Michelle or Michael, you know, uh, whether you're Hebrew or or, or American, uh, David wouldn't have been alive. But he was so concerned about the people, he forgot about his family, and, and so I took on that pill. Uh, and I swallowed it whole. Uh, I was more concerned about the people than my own family. Uh, and this is a danger uh, that many men must fight. And it's very easy to get into it. Why? Because there's so many absentee fathers. So yeah. people are pulling on you. People are pulling on you. And so you see the need. So you go to that need. But I cannot give, uh, uh, you know, the world a prime, prime rib uh, and I give uh, my family hamburger. This is different. Uh, and and you got to understand that I cannot do it to the extent that I'm hurting the ones that I say I love. I can't do that uh, and not expect any negativity to come from it. So 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 really, it's you know, if I go back in time, uh, I would have said no to some engagements. Uh, I would have said no to trying to be uh, Mr. Wonderful. And, and just be that. Yeah, that's a good point. Henry, can you chime in about that? Yeah, um, there were times where I was considered an absentee father simply because of the fact that I wasn't there half of the time. And so my wife, my ex-wife um, now, would go at me and say, well, you're not here. Things are happening here and you're not here. And so a lot of the times where if something were go if something was going on at home at her home with the kids, I would only give I would only call them if something was wrong, if something had happened. If there, if there was something if there was some type of stress or there's some type of strife. Rather than to just give them a call just to say, hey, how are you? What's going on? What's been going on at school? What's been going on with you? In, instead of me taking the initiative and asking and, and checking in on their lives, 
I was only there as, for lack of a better phrase, as uh, as on, as a checker. I wasn't really there as a father. I was kind of there as like a a physician, so to speak, only to get them better, so to speak. And so, um, and then when I was there on what, and when I was there on the weekends, I tried to, and I went to the other extreme and tried to do thing for them. Instead of being a parent, if they wanted, if they wanted to go to Chuck E. Cheese, I took them to Chuck E. Cheese. If they wanted to go to Dave and Buster's, I took them to Dave and Buster's. If they wanted to, if they wanted a new Nintendo, I tried my best to get them a new Nintendo. Rather than to be their father and to say no, and to set boundaries like a parent should do, I tried to be their friend. And that and and that is not right either. So I didn't I I didn't sustain my role as father when I when I had it, and then when I was when I was away from them, I was only I didn't take enough of initiative to still let them know, hey, I may not be there physically, but I'm still there. My rules still apply even though I'm not there with. Them. And I didn't hold myself accountable to. Um, all of us here uh, have been divorced. What What are the effects of, of being divorced? Uh, and I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, so I can remember I got divorced. My kids were very very small. Uh, my daughter, I think, was three going on four, or she might have been four. Uh, my son was five in kindergarten, and uh, I had a stepson uh from who who uh was about seven or eight or something like that uh maybe no maybe 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 he's about nine or ten i think he's like nine or ten and so uh i i end up getting custody of my uh, of my two children and because th my stepson wasn't mine i i couldn't take him you know i had never formally or officially adopted him and so that was and as, as i mentioned that was the relationship that that fell off um, and so there was a, there was a lot of hurt and anger on his part because, you know, you took these other two, how come you didn't take, take this? And I, I actually think that he still harbors that today, even though his, my, my, my two natural are very close to him. And they talk to him all the time and they say he's coming around and is a lot better today. Um, it's a conversation that I'd like to have with him, um, and that, that I plan to have with him, um, uh, just to kind of clear the air. And I have talked to him throughout the, throughout the years, but I haven't talked to him since he's about 22 or 23 or so. Um, but anyway, but but um, I can remember I can remember my son uh, really having a hard time. He was that he was in kindergarten, and there was a couple of times that he was just acting out in kindergarten, and I had to go to the school and go. Uh, they called me up to go to school and go get him and bring him home because his because his his demeanor, his attitude uh, was just was just was just all off the rails. My daughter was uh, was a little too young to really kind of understand, although she knew that she wasn't with mommy anymore, um, even though they did see her occasionally. Uh, so I can see that there was a, a, a deep, deep hurt and effect uh, that that came around, um, came within their little brains uh, when uh, ar around the divorce. Your children are older, uh, Dr. TC. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, so how, how was that effect on, on them, the divorce? Uh, well, <laughs> well, my kids uh, said to me so many words, what took you so long? Uh, they <laughs> they saw things were not working between their mom and I. Uh, and, you know, for me, it was all the public uh, perception. Uh, I was being a hypocrite. 
but it was really hurting my uh, my children. And now, uh, now that the mother and I are divorced, uh, we have a very a, a much stronger relationship. My son, especially, uh, uh, he is my namesake, and so it's just powerful that uh, I'm not going to add by God's grace uh, to the penal system, uh, as you know, uh, <laughs> officer, that most uh, kids who are in jail come from dysfunctional families. Yeah. Uh, and so I made a mistake by not being what I needed to be as a husband and as a father, husband, father. So again, as I said earlier, I don't need to continue to make the mistakes. And I think a lot of men do that, that when they divorce the wife, they cut off all types of uh, conversation with the kids. No, uh, I had the opportunity. I, I had the opportunity to leave Connecticut uh, to go to Florida, but I made a decision not to do that because my kids needed me. I know my kids were grown, but they didn't need to have two uh, two parents abandon them. Uh, and uh, and my kids see that. My kids really see how Dad, you took the chance to stay here and fix it. I didn't run, and. Uh, uh, you know, that's very important to me that I did not run from the situation. Uh, definitely ran from the mother, but not from my kids. Uh, and uh, that's the change uh, that I saw. And I didn't really just walk my kids through, but they knew before I did, though. Mm. Uh, Brother Bean and me, we're talking about uh, the effects that the divorce, I know you dropped off a little bit there, the, the effects that the divorce had on your children. Uh, it's, that must have been particularly hard for your stepson, right? I, I believe, right? How did that? How did that go? Uh, we, we can't hear you, brother. We can't hear you. Yeah, y'all, y'all were making fun of me, but look what happened. <laughs> last year, be first, and the first year, be last. <laughs> I was the last to get on, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing well now. <laughs> Uh, well, you're working that that sound issue, yeah. So, yeah, I, I really believe that that um, I mean, I, I was very fortunate that the children didn't need. I actually thought about putting mine into counseling and all that. I think that they ended up working out. And as I talked to my son, uh, as his you know little brain could handle five, six years old, uh, you know, eventually he ended up coming around. So that was really, really important. Really, really important. So, yeah, it's it, 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 uh, it's important that the father does not let go. Of the Responsibility, uh, as uh, Minister Henry said, so profound uh, is that it's not just a title; it's responsibility. Uh, and uh, so many men just want to be sperm donors, uh, and and uh, that really can't help you in the long run at all. Period. You you have to be there and be that father figure to guide them, to lead them. But it just can't be by the mouth; it has to be by action as well. Very good. Very good. Uh, we talked. Our kids are older now, and even brother the enemy still having some technical difficulties there. Uh, when do you think it's okay to have that birds and bees talk? Oh uh, well, um, my kids were intelligent, so apparently I didn't need to have that talk. Uh, they're, doing, they're, they're doing fine. Uh, I have no grandkids, uh, and uh, you know my kids are living their lives, so. Uh, I, I never really sat down with them, have a bird and the beast talk. Uh, and uh, we thank God for uh, 
MTV and the rest of them, and the <laughs> so they took the place of, of of the mother and father. So, so uh, uh, I don't think any kids are having uh, mom and daddy where I come from talk because rap and the TV is doing that. Uh, but, but what I do like about my kids is that when they do talk about uh, their dating, they do let me know, and that's very powerful because they don't have to let me know nothing. Uh, so my daughter says she's in, you know, she's in a relationship with my son. You know, he's uh, he's dating. So, I mean, that feels good because, again, uh, my kids had no choice when they were small. But now they have a choice whether it be my life or not. And every time I see them on Sunday when they come and play, my daughter plays the organ and sings. And my daughter uh, and my son uh, plays the drum. Every time I see them, I just want to break down and cry because, again, they have an option. And the option is to be with their father. And... Uh, that speaks volumes to the work I had to do uh, to be not father in name, but father in action. Yeah. Uh, let me see Brother Enemy's back here. Can you hear us, Brother Enemy? One, two, one, two, one, two. Yeah, we got you. Can you hear us? Uh, I got you guys. Okay. So we're talking about, now we want to. Um, All right, there, there we go. All right, so we were talking about the effects of, of divorce, and I'm going to give you two questions here. The effects of divorce that I had on your kids. How was that? Um, the effect that it had on them was confusion. Like, again, going back to my original point that I didn't talk to them as to what was going on between me and their mother. So what wound up happening was that dad was there one day and he was gone the next. Then he came back and then he's gone. Now he's in and out. And they're like, what is going on? Why are you here one day and gone the next day? And then anger because, well, you're not here when I need you. You're here for my big things. You're here for my graduation. You're here for my prom. You're here to see me off for my first day of school. But what about the time where I got dumped by that girl? Or what about the time where I got dumped by that boy and I needed my dad there to help me? Or if it's my son, um, what about the time where things are going on in my body and I don't know what it is? I can't go to my mom as much as I love her and the issues that we had with her. Where's my dad to tell me what's going on with my body? Where's my dad to say, why am I thinking like this? Where's my dad to tell me why I am the way I am? And as far as my daughter's concerned, where's my dad to, where's my dad to wipe my tears when I'm sad? Where's my dad when 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 i feel down and i don't want to, and I'm, the only person i want to talk to is you so it manifested itself in anger it manifested itself when we were getting older to the point where i had some real social issues with both of them to the point where um they had their own experiences which i wish they didn't have but uh, but uh, eventually we got through them and uh, and of course now um, we have a better relationship now, but the, the, the divorce, it, it had I talked to them about the divorce a lot more, if I think it would have, they would have understood more. They probably wouldn't have liked the outcome, but at least they know, okay, dad's still here, but. So I didn't, I didn't talk to them. I didn't communicate with them enough. And so. To add, the long answer to that question is that um, it, it, it gave me poor communication with them. 
Very good. Well, again, thanks for being transparent about that. We went on to, a, to another question there, and that was about uh, uh, when is it okay to, to have the conversation about the birds and the bees? Uh, Dr. TC left it up to MTV and uh, rap music to, uh, to, school his, <laughs> to school his kids about that. <laughs> um, I guess the from I guess in my opinion the best time to have the to have that conversation is yesterday. <laughs> the next the, the next best time to have it is today. Okay. And I and I say it that way because um, you never know when it's going to come up, and then when it does come up after you have the talk, you always wish, well, why didn't I why didn't I see this sooner? Why didn't I recognize the fact that my son was going through something, was going through changes in, in his body and I didn't catch it? Like, for example, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll use scripture for an example. Um, when, Sam, when, God was, when God was calling um, Samuel and uh, Eli didn't, he didn't hear it right away, correct me, Bishop, if, I, if I'm getting the names wrong, but... Um, Samuel was being called. Eli, who was his father figure at the time, didn't didn't recognize the call until the third time, and right. that's when he's like, "Okay, you're being called by God." He should have being the man of God that he was, and being he was the father figure in that situation, he should have figured that out first, and that he should have been able to say, "That's God." calling you so if you hear it again then do do accordingly what i should have done was i should have picked up on the fact about my son going into puberty when he spent long times in the bathroom <laughs> when he spent <laughs> when half hour shows or a tell-all huh <laughs> yeah i should have recognized stuff stops. like that <laughs> how come you keep running through this lotion Where, where's all the lotion at <laughs> I should have recognized something was going on with him when he was going into the bathroom, coming, turn the water on, and then coming out of the bathroom, and he's still dry. <laughs> it's those type of things that I should have, that 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 I should that I, that I should have picked up on, or the or the times where you see him hanging out with certain people, and you're like, well, he didn't hang out with these kids, but he didn't hang out with these type of kids before. What's going What's going on now? Or he's showing interest in things that he didn't show interest in when when he was younger. So when and, and it's and it's at those points where you kind of have to now first realize the fact that they're not kids anymore. They're not babies. They're not infants. They're not toddlers. They're now growing up, and now you must reintroduce yourself to this person. For example, your your two-year-old your two-year-old son is not the same as your seven-year-old son, who's not the same as your thirteen-year-old son. So now I have to reintroduce myself as dad to each of them, and now my capacity as dad. Notice I didn't say father; I said dad. 
because there is a difference. I now have to reintroduce myself in a new capacity to, to those people. The, my daughter's the same way. My three-year-old daughter isn't the same as my seven-year-old daughter, isn't the same as my 13-year-old daughter, who's not the same as my now my soon-to-be 21-year-old daughter. So now I have to reintroduce myself to each of these people, and, and as I introduce myself to these new people, these new people are having new experiences and one of those experiences is uh being attracted to the opposite sex so now i have to be able to be equipped to be like okay where did this come from how do i how do i talk to them about this that they could understand and how can we both keep the, the lines of communication open so that if there's a situation that does arise that they can come to me and say hey look this is what's happening Mm. Very good. Thank you for that. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, so, uh, just for my own, uh, when I tried to do it, I, I thought I thought I was being slick. Uh, so I would say little stuff here and there, you know, eight, nine, ten, because I knew it was going to come around. So then I'm gonna, ha I'm like, I take my son in a long drive so that, that way he can't, he can't get anywhere. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, he's, I think he was like 15. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna have to talk with this kid. And I'm like, you know, this is going on. And this, you know, you want to do this? He's like. Are you trying to talk to me about sex? I'm like, I was trying to. <laughs> and he says, Well, I did that already. I almost I almost crashed the car. I'm like, what? <laughs> now, now th listen, this is me trying to be slick. Now remember, I, I was working third shift. Uh, I was working third shift. So I'm home all the time, right? I, I'm like, when did you do this? <laughs> I, where was I at? So and, and just to say to, that they'll find a way. And, and just to, <laughs> and and just to let you guys know, <laughs> and just to let you guys know, that talk that I had wasn't with my dad. That talk that I had was with the pastor of the school that I went to. Oh, okay. The Catholic oh. school that I went oh, yeah. to because they brought him in. They brought they they brought people in oh, yeah. in seventh grade. Wait, to talk the about Catholic this, told you about sex. I'm sure he did. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he knew did. a lot about it. He probably knows more than you, Bishop Brantley. You probably, <laughs> you, you probably, listen, listen. We're not gonna start. We're not gonna start a holy war up in here. But we, we, we all know what's going on up here. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> it, 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 it was like that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. All right, listen. I know you guys got things to do. I really, really appreciate yes, you coming sir. on. If you guys want to take two or three minutes just to kind of wrap up and. Uh, go to you, Bishop Brandon. Uh, you know, uh, again, uh, uh, Captain Hunter, thank you very much for having us on. Uh, you could have had any other guests. You, you chose us, so we thank you very much. Uh, this subject is a very powerful subject because uh, we're losing a lot of our black and brown boys because of a lack of knowledge from fathers. So hopefully this will inspire a man who has neglected his responsibilities to get back into the game. Uh, I have a gentleman right now, uh, who I'm helping, I'm, 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 I'm mentoring, and his father hasn't talked to him since he's been grown. Uh, and, and, and this 30-plus-year-old man is groaning for his father. Uh, so, I mean, that, that, that never goes away. So hopefully this encourages men uh, to get back on the saddle uh, and don't be just a sperm donor. Very good, very good. Uh, Brother Bienemy. Uh, and again, I echo Dr. Brantley's sentiment as well. I thank you for having me on. 
Um, you could have had anybody on, but uh, the fact that you thought of me to be on here, uh, I am definitely humbled by that, and I and I don't take it very lightly. Um, if I had to, if I had to say one thing, um, enjoy the process of being a father because it's not something that every man deserves to have. Just because you are a father doesn't mean you deserve to be a father. And I'm learning now with all three of my kids that. Um, they are the best things that have that I that I did in life. Not my titles, not my accomplishments. It's those three children, and the fact that I have one who's I have one who's in the army. I have a daughter who's on her own path, who's on her own path. Even though she went through her struggles, and now she's coming out of that as well, and she's uh, she's um, establishing her own independence. And I have my youngest son, who is probably cooler than me when i was 13 than he, than he is now but um they are they are my legacy and i will do everything that i can to make sure that they know that whatever values that they have the biggest compliment that they can give me is the fact that they learned from me very good very good i really really appreciate you guys coming on thank you guys so much for your stories you're absolutely right um and uh, let me say, I, I'll never forget one. Uh, one of the biggest things I think a father really should do is uh, talk to their children uh, when they're in the womb. I will never forget. Uh, you know, I talk to the bait to, to the mother's belly all the time, and I will never forget when he was born. Everybody in the room is talking. The nurses are talking. The doctors talking. But well, then I start to speak, watching him turn his head because he recognized my voice and was able to pick it out. That that would move me move me to tears at that point. Um, so I really, really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, he's 24 years old. I, I know how old my son is. I really do. He's 24 years old. So, so listen, I really, really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, we'll have to do this again. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, enjoy your Father's Day and happy Father's Day to all the other fathers out there. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Much love and peace. Second base. Police reform is more than just a trending topic. My name is Lawrence Hunter. I'm a retired police captain from the state of Connecticut, and I've written a new book called Police Reform. And I talk about the evolution of law enforcement here in America and what changes need to be made in order to improve the relationship between the police and the communities that they serve. Over the past few months, it has become increasingly more important and more evident that there's something amiss and awry between the police and the communities that they serve. So whether you're about defunding the police or defending the police, if you're about Blue Lives Matter or Black Lives Matter, no matter what side of the fence you happen to sit on, make sure that you pick up your copy of Police Reform today.